Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is August 20th, 2020, and I hope everybody's having a good day so far. So far, things are rolling good for me here. I had a great time yesterday chatting with a bunch of our Patreons. Going to be doing some more tonight. So if you do want to help support the show and become a part of that uh, Patreon group where you can be a part of our exclusive Discord and even be on our Patreon-only podcast, uh, find that link down below. I absolutely love chatting with you guys out there. And uh, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, email the show, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Well, we got some good things to talk about today. And a little bit of a controversy coming out of the Halo Infinite side of things yesterday. Over these last few days, uh, we've been getting some rumors that potentially the delay of Halo Infinite was tied to uh, the fact that there's the Showtime television series, which I don't want to say I forgot about, but I <laughs> kind of like it wasn't even on my radar that that thing was even really coming out. Uh, but yeah, so there, some people were saying that the idea that uh, so much was being put towards that television series that that delayed it. But then also we were getting reports that there was uh, a lot of outsourcing with this game, which is kind of crazy when we think about how big 343 Studios has has supposedly become over these last five, six years that they've just been hiring people and doing so much work on this game. The idea that they outsourced a lot of this, to me, seems a little bit odd. I mean, you know, obviously... It's a very common thing. I mean, you know, being a Bungie fan, someone who played Destiny, you know, did a podcast about Destiny, Bungie did the same thing. I mean, in hell, they were even funded by Activision, right? They had tons of money. They could have probably very well just hired the the internal staff, but they had other companies, Vicarious Visions, uh, helped them out a lot. Um, you know, that's something that a lot of companies do, especially when it comes to things like multiplayer maps, things that are kind of outside of just the standard game. So we don't know what uh, potentially 343 was outsourcing. Uh, They did come out and put out a statement saying the television series definitely did not distract them at all uh, from the development of Halo Infinite, but they didn't comment on the actual uh, outsourcing. But here's what they had to say about the television series, because the rumor was that it was like their their higher-ups, like the leadership were the folks that did get distracted. But here's what they had to say. They said, 343 Industries has devoted transmedia team that is working with Showtime on the creation and production of the Halo TV show. This group is separate from the Halo Infinite development team. These are two completely independent projects with dedicated teams and leadership that do not impact one another. There you go. That should pretty much just say enough for, for everyone out there. Now, of course, the internet, being the internet, is still trying to find ways to still pick it apart and say, no, no, you know, I'm sure it still is. I mean, let's just give them the time they need with Halo Infinite to make that game the best it can possibly be. I mean, isn't that what we all want? Don't we all want this game to be, you know, just just, just the best? I mean, you know, I, a lot of our Patreon conversation yesterday was about Avengers, and it was about, you know... We're talking about how much fun the game is, but you know there still is some matchmaking issues, and like that's why we're doing the beta. Like we we can't run and immediately jump on these negative stories when it comes to things like this. Like everybody wants all these games to be the best that they can be, right? Well, if you get on the internet, not necessarily. And, and so you know me, the way I am, I'm always hoping that everything is going to be the best that it can be because in the end then everybody wins in that case, right? We all get to play and have fun with these things. So hopefully, you know, some people can start changing and getting that mindset and look at this story and say, hey, 
you know, they're, they're, the show is going to, by by the show not being out, it's going to be great. Hopefully the game will be great as well. And, uh, you know, we, we can all just enjoy all this this content. Um, but I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, still, still on board for Halo Infinite. Can't wait to see what's going to be there. And then especially the show. I mean, wh- what do you do with a Halo show? That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, what is the... Um, the, the the source like what what do you want that story to be about like do we do we want the retelling of reach is that what we want i mean we have the animated reach obviously the book is out there you see the creation of master chief in that story if you're if you're bringing it to television is that what we need to do do we need to have that origin story because i mean you do have to assume you're going to have a new audience right i mean you know we had the conversation before about bringing animes and mangas to live action that can go one of two ways either terrible or good do do you need to tell that origin story or do we go like the spider-man homecoming route where you just jump in and just assume people know the idea that it's coming to showtime i think you need to have somewhat of an origin story you know you probably could do that I would think through, you know, maybe one or two episodes via flashbacks. Like, uh, you know, if I was writing the show, I would probably have it where the first episode or two is he's in a mission. You have Master Chief in a mission, and then you're having these flashbacks kind of throughout. You know, he's having a, he's in a situation where, you know, it almost seems impossible. And then it flashes back to moments of him as a child and when he's becoming, uh, you know, kind of going through the Spartan program and all of that. And then you see Halsey there and, and you, you get all those talks of, of Reach. And then at some point you see the fall of Reach maybe through that flashback as well. But I don't, I wouldn't spend that much time on it. Like, I hope they actually just kind of move through that. And then we get to see Chief in action. You know, like that was the one thing I always said I loved about Spider-Man Homecoming was like right from the get-go, we were with Spider-Man. They, they just knew that we knew how he became Spider-Man. We didn't need that retelling yet again, you know? And, and that was even when he was even in Civil War. Same thing. Like, that was his first appearance in the MCU. We just move forward. We know he's Spider-Man. We know what he can do. Let's go. And I think if they did that with Master Chief, that would be neat. But, but I would understand if they needed to do some sort of origin, especially being that it's coming to Showtime, having a new audience there. I mean, you have to have that there. But uh, man, I, I really, the more as I'm talking kind of out loud about this now and thinking about that television show, God, I, I can't wait to see that. I mean, I loved like those early commercials for the Halo games early in the, um, you know, or in the 2000s when we had like those games coming out, when they would do kind of those live action moments and you would see a brute. And, you know, I was so excited. Who was it? Uh, Guillermo del Toro, I think was going to make that movie. And then uh, who was the director that did District 9? I mean, that was kind of the rumor that like he all that stuff you see in District 9, a lot of that was going to be the Halo movie. And then whatever, that it all kind of fell through. So he made District 9, which if you've never seen it, great movie. I mean, it's it's awesome. Very, very cool. Very sci-fi. Uh, awesome. Awesome flick. And now that you know that, if you didn't know that before, when you watch it, you'll see a lot of weapons and the armor and things like that looks like things that could potentially be in a live action Halo universe. Uh, but I don't know. I wish we were getting Halo Infinite this year, but you know, I think everybody, we just need to understand they need to stop digging up things just to keep trashing on, on the game or even uh, 343 themselves. Uh, big news yesterday, but it was kind of the uh, secret that everybody kind of knew was already a thing. And that is that Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is officially a thing. That's right, Call of Duty put out a nice little teaser video. Uh, On August 26th, they're actually doing the reveal. So next week, uh, we'll be getting full details on the game. Uh, Very, very neat trailer. I really, really liked it. It it showed um, 
uh, what KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov, uh, he gave a warning to the U.S. This was back in 1984, basically saying how we were in a Cold War and it kind of went through the pieces in, in ways that Russia was slowly, slowly breaking America down in the war, you know, rather than just being, you know, obviously a full-on battle. Obviously, the Cold War was uh, done through policies and all kind of shady, shady ways, kind of behind the scenes of everything. And this trailer really, really captures that and has me pretty excited for what this game potentially could be. Because I've said it before, look, the Call of Duty games, they are what they are. Some people like them, some people hate them. But in the end, for me, they're always that big, like, summer blockbuster game that I just need to play, even though they come out in the fall. Like, it's just like that, it's like that movie that comes to the theaters, the big summer blockbuster that you just, you have to go see. The big, you know, Michael Bay Transformers. All just the bombastic, over-the-top action. But when you're in it, you're just loving every minute of it. And, like, that's what these Call of Duty games have always been. I do enjoy the multiplayer as well. I mean, that's obviously a whole side of that game that many people enjoy too. But I've loved the stories played through all of them and just... Just have so much fun playing those games. So this, especially, I mean, on this podcast, we've been talking about, well, like a month or two ago, talking about uh, Wind of Change and that whole Cold War conspiracy. Uh, I've been listening to a uh, Cold War podcast called What We Saw, like getting into all of that. And I mean, you even had like Chernobyl last year, like my mindset is ready for a Cold War era Black Ops game again. I mean, the original Black Ops game, that was somewhat... Uh, the setting for those, but they were much more, I think, set more in the, the 70s. This being more in the 80s, or well, potentially we can guess. I mean, that's kind of where, where he seems to be talking, but who knows. But but I like the twist of what he's saying is it almost seems like this is, a, it says it's inspired by actual events, which take that or leave that. I mean, you could have guy walk down the street and then you know, a, a giant UFO crash into the ground that was inspired by actual events because a guy actually walked down the street sometimes. So take that for what it is. But what I what I'm getting from this trailer is that it seems like Russia wins. Like what basically what Yuri is saying is he's saying you know they slowly basically have dismantled the U.S. just stabilization like com- stabilization and completely unstabilized the country and then all hell breaks loose and that seems to be what this is going to be doing it almost reminds me if you guys remember the game I mean they they were pretty much a train wreck uh and the way that they were marketed and I remember going to E3 and seeing just just ridiculous ads all over the place never even touched the second game that did actually come out uh, and that was Homecoming. And Homecoming was a series about where basically we go to war with North Korea and North Korea kind of wins. Like they just show up, take over the United States and like putting people in camps and all that stuff. That's almost what this is giving me vibes of just from from watching the video and the things that it was flashing on the screen, like an idea of, of Russia winning the Cold War. And so, you know, maybe those we'll, we'll see the events that kind of lead to it within the game and then the game's going to kick off and we have to be those rebels, that, that revolutionary force to kind of come back against them. Almost like if you think about like what Wolfenstein is without like the zombies, like Wolfenstein is always about, hey, the Nazis won and their crazy, you know, uh, occult experiments and all that have become a reality and you have to deal with that. You know, it gets into all that magic and all that craziness. This obviously may not go that far uh, in terms of the fantasy, but you know, you could see where a Black Ops game would fit. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because Modern Warfare slowed things down again, put the boots back on the ground. The one thing the Black Ops series has always been known for is being just that super fast, twitchy game, especially Black Ops 4. Oh, my God. Recently, my son and I went back to try to play it because my son still loves, like, that's his favorite Call of Duty, Black Ops 4. 
And he's like, come on, dad, let's play. So I was like, all right. I went in. I mean, I loved the game at the time. And it took me a while to get settled back into how fast that game is. Having played Modern Warfare uh, so much here recently in hell, even playing Halo recently again. And I mean, how much slower that game is. Getting into Black Ops 4 was just like, wow. Like, you are just a uh, uh, speeding bullet flying around those maps. So it's, uh, you know, who knows what, if, what direction they're going to go in. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they go in that fast direction because now having Call of Duty Warzone out there, you know, they have a game that is more that slower style that any, anybody can play for free and get into. So why not give an alternative to that where you're putting in, you know, that faster game plan? If people want that, here's the new the new hotness. Uh, people can get into that if they want. But I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see what the game's going to be um, because, like I said, these games are always fun. And, and the reveals are always fun for those games, too. It's always cool just to, to kind of watch what they're, what they're showing for those. So, again, that's August 26th, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which... Kind of a weird name, but you know, I saw a bunch of memes running around of people like putting paragraphs for the name of this game, and I thought that was kind of funny yesterday. Um, and uh, one more final video game news story, and I want to say it's probably a game news story that I'm gonna say, and I mean this tongue in cheek, nobody cares about, it, and it's not really a real news story, but it was all over my Twitter feed yesterday, even to the point where it was even on ESPN, and that's Tim the Tap Man has finally won a game of. Fall Guys, which we haven't even really talked about Fall Guys at all on the show. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring this up. And if you're not familiar with Fall Guys, essentially it's a new Battle Royale game. And uh, it's 64 people, I believe, go in. And it's all these little mini games. It almost reminds me of like a Mario Party where it's just like everybody goes in. And it's silly little physics-based games where literally all you can do is jump, you can dive, and you can grab on other people. And it's almost like a wipeout, like the, the TV show Wipeout, and you have to either run up ramps with things falling down, or sometimes you have to jump on these little hexagon grids, or sometimes you're on a tr- on a spinning wheel with different obstacles coming at you, and you just have to survive. Um, there's a handful of, video- of mini games, maybe 12 of them. Kind of the big streaming game right now. Everybody is all over it. It's actually free on PlayStation Plus right now, so if you have PlayStation Plus, get in there and get it. It's kind of doing like the Rocket League thing where they put out this very popular game for free when it launches and it's just taken off well uh the streamer tim the tap man has been playing for eight days had yet to win a game finally got a game yesterday i think he when i saw he won it was like 647 games he had played but he finally got a win so congratulations tim my son beat you after playing only about 12 games in one yesterday morning. <laughs> I was I was out cutting the grass yesterday morning, and uh, my son, before school, he was playing a little bit of PlayStation, and then I just hear this screaming from the back door. So I'm, you know, I'm like, listen to my headphones. I'm like, what? And I look over, and he's standing there, and he's going, Dad! Take out my headphones. He's like, I won! And it's just big celebration at the house that my son won. I think it was 12 games he played before he finally won a game. Now, a lot of the game is luck. So, you know, and, and you no, know, there were rumors saying Tim the Tatman was maybe not uh, going for wins per se. Some people were saying he definitely seemed to be um, losing on purpose just to get the views. I mean, I think at one point he had over 185,000 viewers on his channel. Take that for what it is. Uh, but, hey, whatever, man. You know, it's it's a fun game. I love that people have really been having a lot of fun with this game. I've played a couple games of it with my son. He, he's, he, you know, he's got me trying to play it. Um, it's neat to me. It is almost more frustrating though, because it's like, there is skill to it to some extent, but it's also a lot of luck. 
And I know every battle royale game, you could say that as well. Like, you know, PUBG, all those games, sure, there's skill to it, but there's luck of finding the loot. Uh, but in the end, I think, you know, no matter what, you can, if you're really good, you can win that game. I mean, back to my son with Fortnite. I mean, the kid just wins all the time. So a lot of that is just because he is good at that game. This game, yes, you can be good at it, but I think that there's so many random factors here that can make you lose. And that's what was frustrating me because it just. I don't know. Uh, so it's a neat game. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad a lot of people are having fun with it. It's not a game I can sit there and play all the time. Um, but it is a a very, it's one of those games that you, you do fire up and you're going to get a smile on your face. Even if you're not playing, if you just watch other people playing it, it is, it is cool. So if you have PlayStation, check out Fall Guys. I definitely recommend it. I think it's on the PC as well. It's not on Xbox yet, uh, but I'm sure it will be coming at some point. Um, but it's, uh, hey, it's kind of like the, the new trend, man. It is the game that everybody is playing. So uh, very, uh, I don't know, but, but Hey, congratulations, Tim, the tap man, you win, buddy, you win. Uh, let's see. We also got rumors. Well, not really rumors. We do know for a fact that Olivia Wilde is being, or was hired on from Sony Marvel film to direct a Marvel movie. Uh, we don't know exactly what it is. We have not been told that it is a, uh, a, uh, specific character but we do know it is a female-led marvel film project at sony now the rumors running around is will this be spider woman will we get a spider woman film now honestly if we did i think that would be fantastic i think that would be awesome you know to have her in and the question comes all right well what Spider Woman, would it be? Who are we going to get? You know, I mean, many times you've even had, you know, Mary Jane or even Gwen Stacy. So is that a way to kind of get them into this kind of new new version of the Marvel uh, or the Sony Spider Universe, whatever you want to call it? But, you know, Jessica Drew is the act, is the character that we've seen a lot kind of play her. So that probably, I think, is what they would do because I think, you know, at some point, you know, we already have a Mary Jane in the MCU. We've, you know, we've seen obviously with Homecoming. And um, Far From Home, those are Sony movies as well. I don't think they're going to branch off and, and put in Mary Jane or you know MJ into the Spider-Woman suit. So I could see them introducing Jessica Drew because that would be, I think, really the, the most the best option for them to kind of bring it in. Because even if then she doesn't appear in the MCU, at least they kind of have their own thing. Kind of what they've been doing with Venom. Because kind of, you know, everybody's not sure is that going to be the Venom that's going to be in the MCU. We don't know. Um, so I think a Jessica Drew movie would be great. And I just think it would be awesome to have a Spider-Woman movie, man. I mean, this is great. I mean, we know we have Morbius on the way. We're going to get Spider-Woman. Um, you know, I hope we even get, you know, some other uh, villain movies. Like, it would be cool to get, like, a Dr. Octopus movie. But, you know, is that something the MCU is going to try to do to get him um, into that? Lots of uh, speculation, lots of rumors. But either way, hey, it's going to be a female-led Marvel film from sony so i think spider woman really is the only way i mean the only other thing i could think of is if you do a spider gwen you know you can maybe do that but i think you know we haven't really had um a gwen stacy in these movies yet and i don't know if that would be the way i think you would almost have to introduce her as herself first and then move on to that i think that would be the best way to do it kind of introduce the audience to her um, and then put her in, but hey, we'll see. We'll see where that's going to go. Uh, we also got news yesterday about the Pinocchio movie and not the live action one, but the uh, stop motion, the uh, motion cap, uh, stop motion animated film that's actually coming to Netflix. 
I think Chris and I talked about this months and months and months ago, but I completely forgot about it. Uh, but it's actually being directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, he's uh, writing it with uh, the gentleman who did the uh, fantastic Mr. Fox. So you know we had a, um, a good, uh, good crew here on this. But uh, Ewan McGregor is going to be Cricket, which I thought was kind of neat. He's, a, uh, I think, a good choice for that. Uh, we know Kate Blanchett's going to be in it. Tilda Swinton is going to be in it, which I think she's she's obviously awesome. She can be very sinister in some of these movies. Uh, what else? Stranger Things. Uh, Finn Wolfhard is going to be in it. Uh, Christopher Waltz is going to be in it. So I think that's uh, another great pickup there. And uh, the guy, the kid who's voicing Pinocchio actually is a new um, uh, actor uh, coming to it. His name is uh, Gregory Mann. So I think it's cool they kind of found like a, an unknown actor to actually be playing Pinocchio. Um, but you know, I really wonder like, what is this going to be? Like, is, is this going to be like a dark telling? Cause Guillermo del Toro is very, he's known for doing very, very dark films and Pinocchio for what it's worth probably could go pretty dark. I mean, you think about the little kids when they be, you know, get the donkey ears and all that. Like there's some things they could really put in there. Now we don't know how much this is going to actually follow like the Disney side of things. There's a whole new cast or a whole new, uh, script being written here. It is actually following the book more supposedly uh but you know i don't know now you know supposedly this has nothing to do with a live action movie so the story i talked about before of tom hanks potentially playing geppetto still a thing still could be you know happening if that's if that is true but we do know the live action movie is still coming um but man i, I love this idea that he's making a stop motion pinocchio it makes sense right you think pinocchio i mean he's, he's a little boy but he's he's a you know wooden puppet that is just a cool thing. I think the art style is going to be great. Um, and, you know, I would love to know, like, hopefully they do something once this is done, like a behind the scenes, because I love watching the production of movies like these, like seeing the stop motion. And then I, as a kid, I used to take my X-Men figures and Spider-Man figures and He-Man and all that and Ninja Turtles and do stop motion videos. I we My parents still have them. We have these tapes. I Someday I should probably grab those and, like, uh, rip them and put them in, into digital and just put them out on the web because we used to have so much fun my buddy and I and, and it's funny when you watch them like we would we had the big camcorder you know the one you would hold up on your short, shoulder and we would just hit the button and be like you know go go so when you watch the video you hear us like every once in a while like whispering like go stop go stop and it you know it'd be like spider-man like walking across the table and there'd be like wolverine and there'd be punches him in the face or you know whatever it was like we just and then we do crossovers of marvel with the ninja turtles and every once in a while he-man would show up for whatever reason because you know we had an old he-man action figure uh it was so much fun doing that stuff and it's it's neat nowadays uh there's a lot of ways to do that my uh, guy I work with his son actually built a youtube channel and gets a check every month for over a grand for some videos that he did um, with stick bots. Stick bots are these little, little tiny figures that are, they're um, they have a lot of different appendages you can move, and they have suction cups on their feet and their hands. And my kids actually, when when my the guy at work son got it, my kids were like, "Oh, we want to do that." Of course, it lasted two seconds because you have to have the patience because it'll take you two hours to make like a one minute video. Uh, but the stick bots come with like a little green screen and all a whole program where it helps you do the stop motion with voiceover and music and all that. And the guy at work, his son actually did it, and he actually has stopped doing it. Probably hasn't done it for like a year, but the videos he made are like evergreen. They continue to make money because like little kids watch the videos over and over and over. I mean, the one video, the first video that he got that had a million views, it was like a quick little 30-second video of one of the stick bots. It's just called Rainbow Farts. 
and it's like shooting little rainbows out of its butt. And the video skyrocketed to over a million views. So that's when his son immediately monetized the, his channel and just started doing all these little videos to the point where the company was sending him new stick bots and new kits and that that they were putting out. And there you go, you know? So it was kind of neat. And they went out and bought a better camera, new software, all this stuff. Um, and since his son has stopped making the videos, which, you know, it aggravates the guy at work. He's like, you know, he has this gold mine here sitting here, but he just, he's getting older. I think his son is like 17 now and he just has no interest in doing that. But he's like, son, you like wouldn't need a part-time job. Like how many kids can have a part-time job playing with their toys? Like you wouldn't need to go work at a fast food restaurant or do any of those things. You could just sit here and make like one stick bot video a week and you're going to be fine. But he's just not wanting to do it but he still supposedly get, got has some income coming from those videos because kids just continue to watch those silly videos he just struck it right at the at the right time which is just amazing um but uh yeah stop motion very very cool lots of cool things could be done with it and, and especially in today's world um you know it's amazing i mean it's it's awesome like i said i'd love to see the behind the scenes things like when you watch like nightmare before christmas like how they did it then and how i'm sure he's gonna do it now I'm sure there's going to definitely be some crossover because, you know, that's one of the things like a lot of people like to do that, do it that pure way. And if I know anything about Guillermo del Toro, I'm sure that's what he's wanting to do is make sure we're going to do this, you know, kind of the the classic way and not just, um, you know, jump to just doing CG or whatever it is. Like he's going to want to kind of follow it in that good path. But um, I don't know. And I don't even know when that's coming out. There isn't a, uh, a release date for that. So we're just going to have to wait and see. But uh, I'm sure it'll be uh, pretty, pretty epic whenever it does. So that's going to do it for me, guys. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you have a good rest of your day today. We'll be back tomorrow with one more episode. I know Hey, Battletoads is coming out soon on Game Pass. Uh, you know, Flight Simulator is out. I haven't jumped into that. I uh, haven't really checked it out yet at all. Uh, but uh, the other thing that I do want to stop watching or start watching is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's something that's on my list now that I need to start watching that since the series wrapped up. Uh, I've watched that pilot probably two or three times through the years and just never continued on. Not because I didn't like it. I just haven't. I actually went onto my Netflix account and you can see where like, you know, the red bar that I've watched that before. I'm like, man, I gotta start watching that show. I just, I have to. Um, hearing how good that season or series finale was. So uh, maybe I'm going to jump into that this weekend. But I know one thing I will be doing this weekend, and that's playing some more Avengers. Because, again, that's open beta for everybody again this weekend. So, all right, everybody. Well, that's going to do it for me. Hopefully you have a great rest of your day. And until tomorrow, I'll catch you next time.